0: This is the Ball Talk Pod Evan Kintzer, starting now. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod of Evan Kintzer. Today, I'm joined by former SC Player of the Year and NBA Draft pick, Derek Byers. Derek, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Evan. Glad to be here.
0: Let's start out with your decision to go to Virginia. ESPN had you as the 35th best player in the country coming out of high school, and you chose to play for the Cavaliers. What went behind your decision, and what did you learn from your time there?
1: Yeah, man. Um, Virginia was one of those schools that came in pretty late. Uh, I see I'm calling. see I'm talking to a, a Kentucky number right now, so that was one of the schools that uh, reached out to me as well. The Wildcats were a heavy favorite for me at first, but – decided on Virginia eventually because they were a top five school at the time, you know. And they lost Roger Mason to the NBA draft. They lost a couple other seniors that played the wing position as well. Uh, ACC. It was the number one public school uh, as far as education. I mean, academics yeah. at the time as well. So that was that was a big staple for me as well. So I mean, all those played into my decision to go there, and I felt I felt like I would play immediately, which I was uh, starting as a freshman. Yeah. And just my time there. Um I was the only freshman on the team. So it was kinda like hard knocks with me, even though I was starting at first. It was mm-hmm. it was like I was the, the the little brother that was always picked on a little bit or not picked on but, you know, just kind of yeah. uh tough love and things like that. So, um, I learned right away that it wasn't gonna be smooth selling. You know, I was gonna hit freshman slumps and things like that and uh but, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have had the teammates that I did. They picked me up when I was down and things like that. So it was just a situation where didn't really click with the coaching staff and uh, decided I had to transfer.
0: Well, that would have been pretty cool if you'd went to Kentucky. You would have had a good pairing with as a bookie. You both came in that uh, college that year, so that would have been cool. Um,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, you made a post on Instagram a while back about your decision to transfer uh-huh. to Vanderbilt. and How your coach at Virginia told you that you would be able to play pro. Um, Talk talk a little bit about how that affected you and how it motivated you to prove others wrong.
1: Yeah, so after my sophomore season, I went into his office for the exit interview. I just I kind of wanted to have a heart to heart with him, and you know that was halfway during halfway through my college career. So I I wanted to know where things stood, where he saw me, and things like that. And he just kind of told me in my face, like you know, the best he could possibly see me doing is maybe overseas. He didn't throw NBA in there at all. And I understand there's a, a aspect to, to, to being real, with keeping it real with players and things like that. But every everybody who plays D1, I don't care who it is, their dream is to play the NBA. And uh, while I felt like that was a real good uh, possibility and probability for me, I didn't agree with his assessment of where I was. And uh, I felt like I had more in the tank and that's why i looked uh, outside of virginia to further my college career.
0: And you went to v- Vanderbilt for your junior and senior seasons yeah. and you had some great success right. winning SEC part of the year voted by as the coaches uh, all SEC first mm-hmm. team and then you went to the sweet 16 mm-hmm. and almost to the elite eight. Um, talk about yep. your success at Vanderbilt and how that was kind of bittersweet to have that success and then be mm-hmm. selected in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot better. <laughs> yeah. You know, it uh, there was there were some up and downs. That ups and downs at Virginia and Vanderbilt uh, was a lot better. Like you know, you mentioned the accolades and things like that. Just, yeah. I think the thing that stood out most about Vandy is um, a couple things. You know, the loyalty that I had from the coaching staff. They really believed in my um, my work ethic, my skill set. You know, they they brought me in for a reason you know and just because i would have a bad game or something like that they wouldn't turn away from me you know was back to the gym and working on things they just had that infinite trust in my game and i think that always helps a player when you know that the coaching staff you know that's on the bench behind you is fully behind you uh the other thing would be the camaraderie i had with my teammates these are guys i still talk to you know every week you know i check in with everybody almost and um you know, it was just great times, you know what I mean? Like, we, we had great times in the locker room, the bus, airplane, on the court. And uh, just made for a, a really positive note to finish my college career.
0: I think you were second in the conference in your senior season. You knocked off Kentucky twice. Kentucky's always the – right. Usually, usually the big dogs in the conference. <laughs> you knocked them, knocked That's them right. Twice. I think beat Florida, who's yep. the number one team in the country as well. Um, so that's yep. some that's, right. that, that's some great success for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a pretty good school, but they don't usually have that mm-hmm. type of success. And then going to the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Um, and you, so I mm-hmm. talked a little bit about earlier uh, about you how you were the s- chosen as the Player of the Year, selected by as the coaches mm-hmm. for the SEC. But Chris Lofton was chosen by the AP. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was your thoughts on that? Uh, the coaches. Chose you, but the press chose Lofton. What was your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, and the way it happened was the media chose a day before the coaches uh, chose. So when they announced him, I was just like, ah, oh, man, I really yeah. thought I had it. And um, the next day they announced the coaches, um, which for me was more validation because I felt like the coaches are the really the ones that noticing what's going on in the court. The media, I'm used to that. I'm used to being the guy that's not the media darling because I don't pound my chest. I don't come with all the antics and things like that. So it was nothing new to me as far as not being the one that was most popular. That's how I looked at it. Like, I felt like they were choosing the most popular guy. I felt like the coaches chose the right guy as far as who really went out there and and earned it. Uh, that's no discredit to Chris Lawson. He's one of the best shooters uh, that I ever played against. Great player, well deserving of it. But um, I really felt like that was an honor that I earned.
0: Um, yeah, I think that winning the the coaches award would be a lot sweeter because they're the ones who actually you get, they have the game planning that the game plan against you. So I think that would be a exactly. great experience. Um,
1: so exactly. So
0: you were drafted. 42nd overall in 2007 by the mm-hmm. Blazers, but then joined mm-hmm. to the 76ers, and then you're ultimately away mm-hmm. before the season started. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about that experience and how how that felt to be finally drafted after you were told that that would have been a possibility.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was told to me a few times by several different people. But once my senior season started to really take off uh, and more people started to notice, I was actually being projected as high as a lottery pick. And, uh, you know, for whatever reasons, well, reasons I know of, but reasons I won't say publicly right now, um, you know, I fell in the draft. Uh, People were saying that my stock took a hit and things like that. Oh, he didn't go to the the draft combine. He chose not to play. He must didn't do well in his private workouts. Trust me, all those are fabricated. And uh, there were other reasons, but I fell in the draft a little bit. But at the end of the day, it was still, um, I still could say that I was one of 60 people in the world to get drafted. It was always a goal and dream of mine to be drafted to the UBA. I had never even worked out for the Blazers, which that's why it was weird to me that they selected me. I, I never even, to this day, I've never even been to Portland. And uh, <laughs> and so they, they traded me to Philly, and uh, Philly just had a log jam at the wings. They had eight wings under a guaranteed contract. So, wow. Boom, just as quick as I was in the NBA, I was out. And uh, from there, was a, it was a long journey. <laughs> yeah.
0: and you played in the D League overseas for a while, and then you've been to a few training camps yeah. with other teams. Um, but you didn't make a yeah. regular season NBA roster. To you one with the San Antonio Spurs. Talk about how that felt to be working for that for so long and then to finally have your dreams come true being a regular season, uh, playing a regular season game.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go back to 2009, actually, when I actually made the opening day roster with the Bulls. They felt like financially they were stuck as far as trying to add me to the roster, but they felt I did uh, a good enough job to make the team, so they wanted to reward me by just making the opening day roster, which that counted for a year of experience. Like, that, that counted for uh, just that one day on the roster counted for a year of experience, and, uh, uh, you know, it made me more... Um, expensive and less experienced, so to say. But they felt like they were doing me a favor. And, uh, you know, I had family members that were ready to drive up to Chicago to watch the game and everything. And then just as quick as I was announced as making the roster, I was uh, i was told I was waived. But, you know, that part was great. Was just, just, just everything was a grind. And then, like you said, when I made the Spurs, um, you know, it was just everything I had dreamed of. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it it was everything that I dreamt of. But at the same time, I felt like there was still more work ahead of me. Uh, I still wasn't satisfied that makes any sense. And I, I wanted more. I still wanted more. And, um, you know, I was with them throughout the playoffs and things like that. And then the following season, right before the season started, I was waived as well. So it was just, you know, in, out, overseas, back. G League, you know, so it's it's been uh, it's been you know, been a long ride.
0: Yeah, um, you've experienced being so many, being around so many training camps. Um, you've been yeah yeah in the D-, D League overseas, like I talked about earlier. Um, what yeah. have you learned from that? You've been around so many players and so many coaches. What yeah, have you learned throughout that time? Yeah, that it's helped you.
1: uh... a few things, and like you said, you know, then the several training camps, almost each one I was the last, uh, uh, cut. You know, I think the one that hurt the most probably was being cut by the heat. Yeah. That first, uh, title run of LeBron. I really would have, you know, loved to have gotten the championship ring, but, uh, you know, being around KD and OKC, being around Rose and Chicago, like these are humble superstars that, you know, there's just you can't even put a price on those experiences. Uh, and being able to share them with your, your kids later in life. Uh, some of the things I learned is just a lot of it is just time and situation. Yeah. A lot of it is just, you know, sometimes I wouldn't make a team because it was a numbers game. You know, they had 13 guaranteed spots. They wanted to stay under the cap. They couldn't add anymore. Uh, or position-wise, like I mentioned with Philly. Uh, so, you know, it's just... Just keep doing the right thing and plugging away, and 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 you have to always stay prepared. Um, and when the opportunity comes, you know you can't say that you're not prepared. So you all, you always have to stay prepared, be professional, you know, arrive early, stay late, be that guy that's uh, uh, just just working his butt off and showing a lot of dedication. Um,
0: something was really cool for you. Uh, you named a. SEC legend at the 2019 SEC tournament. Talk a little bit yeah. about that and how that, how that was for you. There's been so many great players in the SEC. Um, Shaq. Yep. there's so many Kentucky guys, Pete Maravich, Barkley. Talk a little bit about that and how that experience was for you.
1: Uh, it touched me a lot. It touched me a lot when I did get the, the news about six, seven months ago when they told me that I would be announced uh, so I knew prior to. But it just touched me a lot because like you said, man, like this is a conference that's had real, real legends. Like as I see it, like Shaquille O'Neal, Barkley, Dominique Wilkins, Pete Maravich, you know, Chris Jackson, so on, so on, so on. You know, I I grew up watching the Kentucky teams, actually, Tony Delt, Derek Anderson, Ron Mercer, those guys, Antoine Walker. Those are my favorites. So just to be kind of in that class, so to say, and amongst those guys, and even I saw Antoine Walker when I was out there. Uh, I think he was doing some commentating and things like that. He gave me a congrats and things like that. So, I mean, it just came full circle. It meant a lot to me, and was just really, really honored. I couldn't, I couldn't have, you know, imagine or fathom being in that kind of position and being uh, considered that kind of in, in that kind of company, uh, having grown up in Memphis.
0: Um, and Vanderbilt has a new head coach this year, Jerry Stackhouse, who's a great NBA uh-huh. player, former Tar Heel, right. an All Star. Um, he's been right. he's been with a few teams as a coach, and he was won, I think won the G League Championship as a head coach with the Raptors 905. That's right. Um, what yep. do you think that Stackhouse can bring to your alma mater, and um, how, do you think he can turn it around pretty quickly?
1: I do. I do. You know, I think he signed with a six-year deal. Yeah. So I definitely think they want to make sure that he's bringing his guys in before they, you know, really, really critique his success. But I don't even think he needs that long. I think he's going to get after it right away. I've, I've seen some of the coaching staff hires. Uh, he's just somebody who over the last few years, especially, I mean, as a player aside, you know, we, we saw what he did as a player, but as a coach over the last few years, He's really stood out in my mind as somebody who, um, I don't want to say a disciplinarian, but you can tell that his guys are disciplined out there on the court. And they they, um, they know how to play ball the right way. They they, they they stick to their strengths. He has a good system, things like that. So, you know, I know he'll bring some other specialized coaches on the staff. And uh, it's just, what's the best way to say It's like a different ways, like a different flavor that we're bringing. I mean, I think he's somebody who, uh, you know, he's already ingratiated himself with the community and things like that just in a matter of weeks. I just think it's, especially coming off the season we just had, man, I think, uh, I think it, it gives us a lot of excitement and energy to, uh, to build around with, uh, with him and to him.
0: And I think this is an absolutely great hire by Vanderbilt. I thought he should have gotten more consideration yeah. for NBA jobs, um,
1: NBA head coaches, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So this I is agree.
0: this is just a great hiring. Um, mm-hmm. Nashville is a great city. I love I love going there for the SC tournament when I'm able to. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. There's been a, some good good recruits came in last year. Maryland um, uh-huh. could go top five, so they've been able to bring some players. Exactly. In, I think. Stackhouse can definitely bring in some other players, and um, he exactly a, a big thing to get to have as a coach is relationships, and I think he's got mm-hmm. some great relationships already. His playing career, mm-hmm. he's been a mentor mm-hmm. for so many uh, young players. Uh, I'm a Laker fan, so I obviously know about his, <laughs> uh, his friendship with um, his mentorship with uh, Ingram. So, uh, yeah. yeah it, yeah, yeah. From that's
1: another underestimated. Yeah, yeah. That's another underestimated. Uh, you know, quality that he brings. People have told me that as well. Like the, the connections and the relationships he had with people at the next level. Like college players, they really want to see that when they sign. You know, they want to know who knows who at the next level that can help. You know, them out and things like that. So, you know, I think that's another aspect as well.
0: Yeah. So I I think this is going to work out really well. Um, it's just, I'm excited to see what Vanderbilt uh, Hopefully they don't beat Kentucky, though. They can't, can't beat not be like <laughs> your team did uh, twice in a season, So, hopefully that's not going to happen. Um, uh, you're, you played in the big three the last few years. Um, yeah. really cool. Yeah. I, I love what Ice Cube's doing with the league. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what is your what have you thought about the big three so far? I I think it's been really cool. Um, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, it has been. You know, going into season three right now, I think it's super cool because one, it gives people their basketball fix when there's no real basketball on. There's yeah. no college. There's no NBA. They stick it right in that schedule, um, and it's great. It's great entertainment. A lot of people have told me that it's very entertaining in person than uh the nba games are and we're actually going to play um and <laughs> some of them have sold out like they they sold out in brooklyn they sold out you know staples center was full full of celebrities it's just super entertaining and for for a player they treat us well and um i'll be headed out there in another week or so to try out again and try to see if i can jump on board for season three but uh you know, regardless of what happens with me, I don't want to reveal anything. But I know Nashville is definitely one of the cities they've been considering as far as uh, coming to as well to Bridgestone. So look out for that, just just in case they do.
0: Wow, that'd be that'd be awesome. I, I remember. Yeah. the First year they had it in Lexington. They had a. a game That's right. And I, it was awesome. I was able to go to that. And yeah. I, I agree. I, okay. I, I do think that the three <laughs> games are. It was it was funner than the NBA game. I've been <laughs> it's because an NBA game is just a it's a different feel like but it feels at the the big right. three, everybody's friends and they come like other players so they just play a the game and they'll come out and watch the other game uh, I think that's that's really cool um, yeah just I you, agree. Get, you get a lot of basketball if you love basketball and you know the history of it I think the big three is the perfect uh-huh. line for you to watch um, you got some really exactly,
1: big, I agree.
0: really big names this year I I was yep. excited to see uh, Metal World Peace last year. I'm excited to see how yep. Lamar Odom can do this year as well. Um, yeah, his, man, me too. Really good. Um,
1: yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for him, yeah, him too.
0: Yeah, I hope you be able to it Yeah, wish, rain yeah that, that'll be really nice. I'm excited to see that. And I, <laughs> I, I, I wish you the best of luck for this season. Hopefully, you, you make the roster, and I'm uh, excited to see what you can do. If, um, given the opportunity. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Um, well, Derek. Thanks again for coming on. It's been great to be able to talk to you with you. Um, Thank you, man. love to have you back on sometime.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Just let me know anytime, man. My pleasure.
0: This has been my interview with Vanderbilt legend and NBA player Derek Byers on the Ball Talk Pod. You can check out all of our episodes on our website, balltalkpod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all our social media outlets. Thank you.